0: With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this, but with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades, find new roads. Chevrolet. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Sex, Love, and Psych. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode 37. We're going to get into sex, organs, and orgasms. If you hear a weird flapping sound in the background, it's just the wind outside. Um, yeah, whatever. Um, this week, I did want to start out with kind of a little disclaimer that throughout this episode, I do try and use gender-neutral language when I can, but in the beginning, I am talking about biology and embryonics, so I'm more referencing male and female in regards to sex and not gender, as there are sex differences, and we acknowledge that sex and gender are different things. So I did just want to get that out of the way first. Some of the language is fairly binary, and I acknowledge that gender is not. So let's get into development of sex organs, similarities and differences, some functions, and how to use this information to everyone's advantage. So in the embryonic phase, we all start out the same in an indifferent stage. This lasts about the first five to six weeks that we are in utero. It's impossible to tell at this stage which genitalia will begin to form until it's influenced by different hormones like testosterone and estrogen. And they start beginning to interact with that embryo. And that's where the sex differences in genitalia come through. So to kind of give some examples of this, testes and ovaries come from the same base. So that little bit of tissue... When reacted with testosterone, will become testes. And when it's interacting with estrogen and those types of hormones, they become ovaries. So similar things just form slightly differently. So we can compare testes and ovaries here. The genital tubercle, I'm not a biologist, I might get some of these pronunciations wrong, uh, is what forms the clitoris and the phallus. So that means that the penis and the clitoris actually come from the same kind of bit of tissue in that embryonic phase, that indifferent stage, when reacted with different hormones. The urethral folds and genital swellings, so like that seam down the scrotum, will become like the scrotum, but that seam in a genetically female individual doesn't fuse but it separates to become the labia majora and labia minora respectively. So, back to the clit and phallus comparison. So the clit is made up of the same erectile tissue as the penis. It fills up with blood, it engorges and becomes erect, but not in the same way that we see it as the penis and not as obviously. Most of the clit a lot of people don't know this, but most of the clit is not surface level visible. The clit, what we call the clit often is the little, actually the tip of the clit, and it come, branches down into two kind of bulbs that are found underneath the surface. So the clit is actually a lot bigger than a lot of people think, as we only see that little tiny like bean bit at the surface. So we'll keep that in mind. Those bulbs become engorged, they fill with blood and become erect, just like a penis does, but different size, obviously. So the clitoris is the only organ on the body that is there purely for pleasure. It's not there for procreation. It's not there for any other function. It is there for pleasure, And all too often, it's being completely ignored or absolutely manhandled. So, again, kind of in that clit to penis comparison, one website I did find compared the clit having about 8,000 nerve endings, more in like the tip, a lot of it is in the tip of the clit, versus the whole penis having 4,000. So we need to keep that in mind here. Uh, we've kind of to give a non-sexual imagery to this and how we kind of handle the clip. Stay with me here because you might get a little confused for a bit, but I'll bring it back, I promise. <laughs> so we've all seen a, like, Xbox or game controller, like a PlayStation control controller with the little gray thumbstick, right? If you've held a controller, you've probably done the thing where you, cursor down really hard and wiggle it as fast as you can back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and it's kind of just fun to do that. I have even seen videos of people, let's be honest, usually men, doing this to kind of try to prove how skilled they are in the bedroom, but I kind of want to challenge that concept. So imagine doing that little like push down and wiggle back and forth as fast as you possibly can to that xbox controller, Imagine doing that, not on the shaft of your penis with that amount of pressure and ferocity and speed, not on the shaft, because that's a different thing. Let's imagine doing that on the head, like the very tip of your penis really fast, no lube, just really fast and hard. So I'm imagining that that image may have caused a little shudder or a cringe or a wince and pain. So let's keep that energy for the clip, please especially if it, this is in, like, the initial foreplay stage. If you're just kind of making out, and you're bringing that hand down, and you're on that clit. keeps that image of the fast and furious and hard pressure on the tip of your dick when you're touching the clit. Don't do it. There's 8,000 nerve endings right there. They don't need to be slammed on. Slow, steady, gentle, even if you got a little fast a lot more gentle some people have even some people say that like the amount of pressure you put on the clit shouldn't be more than you can put with your tongue that amount of pressure should not be exceeded with your finger which is kind of a good guideline to start with but I do know some people with some aggressive tongues so let's just imagine that xbox controller thumbsticks scenario Uh, Beyond the stage of initial foreplay, people with clits and vaginas are going to have a lot of different preferences. So communication and like check-ins and listening to body language are absolutely necessary. In regards to body language, if your partner is pulling away or shifting kind of away from where your finger is, it may mean that you are going a little bit too hard and or you're doing it in the wrong spot, that just doesn't feel pleasurable. If they're pulling away from you, it's probably not because, well, in in very occasional situations, it's because it's like maybe feels too good, but in a lot of scenarios, it's that it's just too much stimulation, or it's too hard, or it's in the wrong spot, and just does not feel good. So let's pay attention to that body language. If something feels really good, you're not going to be pulling away from it. You're going to be wanting to pull towards it and get it closer to you or get it more. Or you're going to stay exactly still so that that amount, exact amount of pressure is still being applied to that exact spot. So going beyond the clit. That clit compared to the tip of the dick, not the shaft of the dick. Um, because kind of in... In my imaginings of this episode and in my prep, I thought a lot about how men in porn or men in my uh, circle that I've spoken to, masturbation on the shaft is pretty hard. There's quite a bit of pressure. It's hard and fast. And I think that sometimes men translate that hard and fast pressure on the shaft to how much the pressure they should be putting on, a, on their partner's clit or even on their labia or Just their vagina in general. So let's let's kind of try to cut that comparison away. The shaft is not the clit. The tip is the clit. But it's made up of the same erectile tissue, so it's going to act in similar ways. So if all of those nerve endings are in the clit, how many are in the vagina itself, in that vaginal canal? Not to be confused with the vulva, which is the entire... uh, lump of anatomy, the labia, the clit, everything, that's the vagi- uh, The vulva. The vagina is the canal itself. So how many nerve endings are in that canal? I couldn't find a specific number given like I did for the 8,000 in the clit, but I did find some information on how most of the nerve endings that are in the actual vagina are in the first third of the canal that is closest to the entrance. So most of the nerve endings are there, and then also a lot of the um, stimulation that you receive, as in like the G-spot and stuff, is actually coming from those clitoral bulbs that kind of wrap around, that are coming from the vulva. It's not actually the vaginal canal itself. So why is this? It's because if the entire vaginal canal had just as many nerve endings as the even the entrance of the vagina, or as the clit childbirth would be absolutely excruciatingly painful, even more so than it already is. So from a reproductive biological standpoint, it makes sense that the last two thirds of the vaginal canal don't have as many nerve endings as the front, because the more nerve endings, the more susceptible to pain that area is. It's also worth noting that the vagina does kind of tint and expand and lengthen on the inside when it is aroused, so it kind of even spurts it out even a little bit more. This means that a large majority of people with vaginas can't orgasm from vaginal stimulation alone. There's some different stats that I've seen that go around, but generally As is um, noted in the Principles of Pleasure on Netflix, which I would highly recommend, Uh, about a quarter to a third of people with vaginas are orgasming from vaginal stimulation alone. A lot of the people who do, it's also more of like a dual orgasm, where it's coming from clit stimulation as well as vaginal stimulation this kind of this concept of the clit having way more nerve endings than the vagina is also a large factor in what contributes to the orgasm gap, as we discussed a few episodes back in episode twenty-one, uh, where no one else, no other demographic, will orgasm as much as a straight man, and every other um, demographic will orgasm more often than a straight woman it's this different in nerve endings in the clitoris to the stimulation or the vaginal stimulation and the amount of focus we put on each so what is an orgasm principles of pleasure as i mentioned on netflix highly recommend says that physiologically an orgasm is eight to ten contractions in the pelvis that start in under one second intervals and then that slowly becomes more latent until it is over. There's plenty of different types of orgasms. As I've mentioned, there's clitoral orgasms, there's vaginal, there's dual orgasms, there's anal orgasms. A lot of different orgasms come from different types of stimulation of different areas. Some people can orgasm off nipple stimulation. There's a lot of Even non-physical contact in practices like tantra that I'd have to look more into as I'm not as knowledgeable about those. But there's a lot of different types of orgasms. But we have been so socialized in our lack of sex education, in our gender like differences, and kind of like this patriarchal society that is based a lot in Christian values at its core. Um, we have been socialized to believe that the male orgasm is the completion of sex and that women are just more complicated, we're harder to get off, the clit is this elusive mystical being that nobody can locate, um, which is batshit crazy, by the way. It's, it's there. It's in essentially the same spot. It might look a little different on different people, but it's, it's there. (laughs) it's not impossible to find it's just up at the top um but unfortunately our sex education has failed us in this regard and this whole concept of women are so hard to get off women just don't orgasm as much as men it kind of is rooted in the fact of our focus on penis in vagina sex the penis goes in the vagina the man orgasms women might orgasm maybe sometimes. And that's just the way it is. But, and also like the penis and vagina sex when the man orgasms is what leads to procreation. So that's been our focus, our biological evolutionary focus, our Christian value or religious-based focus is procreation. And that is more focused on the Penis in vagina sex, where the man orgasms and it's done. And in kind of this convoluted sense, um, like that caveman brain or the idea that comes from like Victorian England went back in the roots of colonization when Queen Victoria was trying to dampen everybody's uh, sex lives and the them bland food, so that women's sex drives go down. Women's pleasure has, for hundreds and hundreds of years in many different cultures, been seen as dirty, unnecessary, even evil in some concepts. It's just absolutely wild. It's been demonized. Women's pleasure has been demonized and just deemed unnecessary. Um, but... We aren't in caveman times anymore. This is not Victorian England. This is 2022. We've got this wealth of information on the internet. But we have also got this wealth of disinformation and shame in our society still. So that's kind of why I'm doing this anyway. (laughs) This is why this is where my passion lies. Um, But just a little kind of to bring it all back. We all start with the same in different phase of sexual organs. It's just how hormones react with those tissues and those organs that forms whether we have testes or ovaries or whether we have a clit or a penis. And that clit is so, so valuable in pleasuring a woman. That's what it is there for. It's 8,000 nerve endings. So, Keeping that in mind, let's not manhandle it like an Xbox um, thumbstick. Imagine that's the tip of your dick. You don't want that aggressive energy when there's no lube and it's right off the bat. Let's say you don't even have a boner. You do not want someone just like slamming into the tip of your penis. That's not going to be a good time. So let's keep that energy for the clip. Uh, To the men interested in getting themselves off and having a great sex life with their partner, or even with a casual partner. You do know that in most cases, if you get her off, she'll enjoy it more. She'll probably do more things for you. You'll enjoy it more. It'll be great for both of you. Why are you so focused on just getting you off? Also, if you're with a person and not with a sex toy, you should care about both people getting off, or at least enjoying themselves. Orgasm is not the end-all-be-all of sex. But you should at least care that your partner is having a good time. Um, So listen to her body language. Listen to her actual language. Care about her pleasure. Um, For a lot of heterosexual men who claim to love women, like women, be so sexually attracted to women, a lot of you sure do treat women like nothing more than a sex doll who is there to please you, and who doesn't have a clit, or that it's so hard to find. So, just as a closing message to those people who are having sex with women, or people who are having sex with with people who have clits and vaginas, um, please find the clit, be nice to it, and we'll just all have a better time. That's today's episode. Have a great week. I will talk to you next time.